Hello, I'm Kevin Cook, and welcome to our April installment of Access Live. We have a great show for you today. Just finished up a highly successful Sun and Fun, so we'll have Gene Conrad. He is the Executive Director of the Lakeland Linder International Airport. We also have one of our favorite guests, Chuck Barnby, Transportation Planner. We're going to talk a little bit about the South Florida Road Diet, which we have a public meeting tomorrow night. We have Julie Adams in from Parks and Recreation Department talking a little bit about Camp Blast and some other initiatives through the Parks Department. But as always, we kick off the show. We're blessed to have Tony Delgado with us today. Tony and I are both suffering from allergy season. I'm on my Zyrtec. What are you on? I'm on the Claritin Allegra and a little of the Flonase, a little bit of everything. My God, this weekend was awful. It's been quite a heavy pollenized season for us that... You know, I, ne I never had allergies and I uh, got strep throat and that got that cleared up. And the doctor said, you know what, I, you, you have a yeah. severe allergic re reaction to pollen. I, I'm the same way. And, you know, we could think of this a different way. We could be up north where it's 40 degrees in April. Yeah. But instead, we're in beautiful 80 degree weather right here in Lakeland. We are. And we love our oak trees. Yeah. So. Exactly. Yep. Well, Tony. Yes, sir. We are entering a... A new phase of preparing for our budget where we have a strategic planning session coming up real soon tell us a little bit about that process yeah you know in the in the last for quite a few years we've tried to go ahead and bring the Commission in to start talking about what we want to prepare for the next fiscal year uh, we do a strategic planning process initially that's the first phase and that really allows us to take a look at everything from a 30,000 foot level long-term projects, things that we're going to talk about are some of the things you've talked on the show before. Yep. The Catalyst Plan when Nicole yep. Travis was here. Transportation, as Chuck Barmy talks about, we'll be talking about some of those things. Matter of fact, the airport's going to be talking about their master planning project going into the future. Uh, so, uh, and obviously finance and talking about where we're at uh, considering our budget and where we expect to be in 22, 22, 23, and 24. We'll spend two days doing that. We'll take the, and gather the information that we discuss and then we'll move into phase two, which is our business planning process. And that's where the senior staff of the city will take all that information, take a look at the costs associated with it, take a look at the process or any type of operational changes that need to happen. We'll bring that up at the business planning process. The commission will opine on those type of things. And we really set the budget for the most part right. in the months of June and July. August is tweaking, September is presentations, and then October 1st is our budget year. There's a lot of interesting things that we'll be talking about in the strategic planning. I think we're keying on two areas that have come up this past year, and those are being the catalyst plan. What are we going to do in the downtown right. area, and how are we going to fund at least some of the seeding in order to get private development interested in, in downtown? And the other thing is incentives. We've heard a lot about the need to go ahead and incentivize opportunities for economic development um, you know we're going to be concentrating on a couple key areas one the catalyst plant which is the areas downtown that have been rolled out i think the media and the newspaper put something out a couple and, and, and those that are watching that may not know what catalyst plan is it's a couple we have three areas one is by the rp funding center we call our sports and entertainment district another is our gateway coming in downtown and then we have a uh, lake mayor the, the, the Lake Mayor and a uh, uh, skyline walkway. Yeah, but it's, it's everything around Lake Mayor and the ability to go ahead and start seeing new development around yep. there. So we're going to be spending some time on that and talking about costs associated with it. And then we're talking about economic development in the centers. I mean, we're seeing the economy really, really picking up. fact of the matter is we're seeing a lot of companies wanting to come into the city of Lakeland 
And so we're going to have to continue to talk about that. As you know, we, last year we talked about such things as a garage, and we've got a garage yeah. already moving up. We talked about things homeless, and we've got a pretty substantial homeless initiative already in place. So things that come out of the strategic plan, move to the business plan, usually end up in budget. So those are kind of, that's what we're. So a couple of quick updates. Mirrorton is the development that's going in at the ten acres north of the police station. Roughly three hundred forty units. We're going to see the close on that property in September. Well, we'll actually see the close on the property probably in, in sometime in the summer, but we'll start seeing the heavy work being done probably oh, good. later on. So, yeah. So, that's, that's, that's in the works. We're having a lot of growth, and that growth is always an issue in the state of Florida, and uh, some issues with water. I want to have Bill Anderson, our director mm -hmm. of water utilities, on real soon to talk a little bit about water and things of that nature. And conservation. Uh, we just finished uh, a big project. We moved the Confederate Monument from Munn Park to Veterans Park. That's I tell you, done. I, I tell you, you know, I, I know that it was a, a lot of disagreement regarding that. What what's ultimately come to pass is, I think, if you take a look at Munn Park today, it's it, it still is the center of town. It still is a beautiful park. It's it's very usable now with the pavers being down. A lot of special events already being booked for that. So I think right. it's going to enhance downtown. But I really would hope that people spend a little time, if they're in the area, and go to Veterans Park and take a look at where this monument is currently placed. It is in a beautiful, pristine area. It, 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 it is where I believe, ultimately, after seeing it, where I believe it's going to be uh, beautifully presented. Um, and, and so I hope people get a chance to go out there. And, and it fits nicely with our other memorials yeah. that, that uh, honor those that have passed away. And, and, and wars, and as well as our our public safety, yeah, and public safety, 9/11, first responders, 9/11 memorial, there. right? It's um, a beautiful park. It's a beautiful park, and I think it, it's a pristine location for this monument. And it's adjacent to the RP Funding Center. If you haven't been by there, go take a look. Right. Yep. So we have we just finished Sun and Fun. We've got Gene Conrad is going to come in and talk uh, a little bit about Sun and Fun, and also talk about commercial air service. Well, I'll let you. I'll let, I won't steal any of Gene's thunder. I mean, he continues to work closely with our consultants, so that's right. That's being moved along. I'll tell you, Sun and Fun was once again uh, with the Blue Angels, an yep. incredible success. Uh, the numbers, from what I'm hearing, are outstanding. So a lot of people came to our community. A lot of people in our community got a chance to enjoy. Uh, this great festival. That we're doing. I know that you live close to the airport. Yep. And I was a Blue Angel fan I'll, for three days. I was going to say, <laughs> I'm over the flight line. I don't live close to the airport, but I'm over the flight line. And they, you know, the sound of freedom came over. Yes, there you go, days, brother. My friend. And, <laughs> and I just want to say before you leave, I'm, I'm really digging like the, the glasses, the blue frames yeah. match the shirt. You're doing you're doing good there. No, Mr. it's Delgado. not me. It's, it's the wonderful Robin Delgado. Yes. Very good. Well, Tony, <laughs> Thank thanks you, as friend. always, Appreciate and uh, we'll see you soon. You Appreciate got it. it. Thank you. Yep. We are awaiting our next guest. It looks like the executive director of Lakeland International Airport is in with us. This is Gene Conrad, and Gene, this is television. You got to scoop close. No, I know, but I didn't want to hit the TV. Yes, nice yes, look at that. So we just finished up. A very successful Sun and Fun. Yes, sir. Tony and I were just talking about, you know, he lives close to the airport, and I'm over the flight line, and the sound of freedom was was ringing loud and clear with the Blue Angels. Yeah, we were very fortunate this year. Um, we had a very safe event. We had uh, a couple incidents on the first day, but no one got hurt. So for us, just fender benders are good. We're yes, fine with yes. that. 
Um, but other than that, we had a great event. The weather worked out for us. Lots and lots of airplanes, lots of people, and the military participation was outstanding this year. It's probably, I've, this is my tenth son up on here wor working for the city of Lakeland, and that's probably the best military participation we've ever had. So it was awesome. When you say military participation, explain that well, to us. Having having a the jet, a jet team like the Blue Angels yes, next okay. year, we're already scheduled to have the Thunderbirds. Um, but we had you know the B twenty two Ospreys, you know with the big rotors oh, that, that go vertical awesome. and fly like a yeah. plane. Um, we had two F 18s here, F 15s, two F 35s. I was going to bring that two, up. Two F 35s, which is pretty cool. And actually, my cousin flies the F 35. He, he flies them out at Nellis Air Force Base right now at Fighter so Weapons. Tell, tell our viewers what an F 35 is if they don't know. Well, the F 35 is a fifth generation fighter. So a lot of the world's air forces are flying, you know, third and fourth generation type aircraft. Right. Um, our F 22 and F 35 are fifth generation. They're very, very capable airplanes. And, they're the stealth looking. They are stealth. Well, they look they look cool, um, but you can't see them on the radar, and that's why they're special airplanes. Yeah. So I happen to see the the one thirty five fly, and it's the sound like they're quieter than a conventional jet. Sure. Well, um, or the F thirty five. Yes. No, they are super loud. Well, really, the KC one thirty five is a, a you know a commercial type aircraft has four engine and yeah. refueling, but the F thirty fives. Are super loud. Okay, they are super loud. I'll correct you on that. They are deafening. So okay, yeah. well, it didn't seem like it made that much noise when I saw it though. I it, it is super loud. Okay, yep. And I want to thank you too for this the air show on Saturday night. That was awesome. And yep. no, again, you know, it's it's a super week for us. You know, at the airport because obviously we get to showcase our facilities. Obviously, Sun and Fun showcasing everything that's great in aviation. Um, you know, but we get to showcase, you know, we had our 5k Saturday morning, which went off with which went As with the balloons went up. That's that's correct We had a little fog and you know, everybody got to run by the Blue Angels were parked on our terminal ramp And then they got to run by uh, the Osprey and the KC-135 and Fat Albert, which is their C-130 the blues um, that brings all their equipment and personnel um, and then as everybody was finishing the balloons went up So it's just a great event. Yeah. We lucked out again with the weather. So that was awesome. And then we have our our uh, aviation appreciation dinner uh, every Saturday night of Sun and Fun, and we host about 700 out there, so people can come out and it's kind of our wind down, you know, you know, party and host everybody and have a good time. So, I have read that during Sun and Fun, we're the busiest airport in the United States. Is that true, or do you want to share with us a well, couple of quick stats? Well, that is accurate. For hours during the day, we are the busiest because there are some hours um, during Sun and Fun. So essentially, what happens is we will go. The NOTAM will go into effect. Okay. So the NOTAM the NOTAM goes into effect about 7 a.m. And so from 7 a.m. to about air show time, which is about 1 o'clock, it is extremely busy. So like the 9 and 10 hour periods is basically our busiest time. Uh, we will run up to 300 operations an hour um, during those times every day. And that's when it gets super busy. And then when we depart at the end of the air show, we'll run anywhere from 250 to 350 departures in an hour. Wow. Which is huge. And that's you know, a lot. Granted, there's smaller aircraft and all of that, and we're, but we put them really close together. And we're departing two runways at the same time. So if you come out there and see all these airplanes going really fast, uh, or departing really fast, that's what's happening. We are getting them out quick so we can we can close the airport and relax for the evening because they are long days. Hey, I bet. Yes, sir. So we had a Omega ask they want to be a vendor next year. Who do I contact? Sun and Fun, correct? Well, yes, you would have to uh, contact Sun and, Fun, Sun and Fun for that. And um, Bonnie Perkins is the contact to be an exhibitor. Bonnie Perkins. Uh, so if you contact Call Sun and Fun, look them up on their webpage. 
and as for Bonnie Perkins, she'd be the person that handles all the exhibitors out there at Sun Fun. And we'll put that in the notes. We'll put her phone number and her name in, in, in the notes as well. Sure. Awesome. So the big question is, I know we're working toward commercial service. Sure. Can you give us a little update on that? Yeah, so commercial service, obviously, we, we I've been here a little over nine years now. We've been talking about it all the time. Um, I can't wait, Gene. It is, I got to tell you, it is going to happen. And at the end of the day, our goal is not to be the next Tampa International or Orlando International. We want to be Lakeland. Um, we're not going to have 80 to 100 flights a day. That's not our goal either. We just need to be able to connect our community. And it's Lakeland, it's the Lakeland Winter Haven MSA, the population right. all in Polk. We want to be able to get our people in and out. MSA is Metro Service Area. That's correct. We have 670,000 people, so we want to be able to get our folks in and out. We need to get to a large hub. Probably our best bet would be a, in like an American to Charlotte, okay? A Delta makes the most sense, but they're not growing, um, and they're not going into smaller markets like ours, but American is. They're getting ready to add 10 to 11 gates in Charlotte, not this summer, but the following summer. Okay. Um, and then we've been working diligently with, obviously, our city commission, um, the county, Polk County, um, the TDC, um, and business partners here in our community to put together a $4 million revenue guarantee because we have to prove to the airlines that we're going to support this as a community once the service gets here. And, you know, there's risk in coming here, right? Because they sure. already have a lot of service in Tampa and a lot of service in Orlando. Um, so when we do get them here, we've got to be able to take that risk away. Um, our goal is to use zero of that money. Um, you know, but if there has to be some to help it mature, it really takes a, about a year for a market to mature. Um, so that's what that money will help do. But I really would, I don't even see us using any of it because I know people are going to fly it. So you've shared some pretty impressive numbers. I know you didn't bring your data sheet with sure. you, but um, maybe you can just share with us and if you don't know the exact figures. Oh, I, I'm, I'm a figure guy. I, I know you are. Yeah. But share with our viewers that how many people from, from this area fly on a, a daily or weekly basis? So every single day from our from our population center of Lakeland and Winter Haven, all in Polk County, there is about 2,400 people a day that are flying out and 2,400 a day that are flying in. That's unbelievable. So when we're saying, hey, we need three or four flights a day to, to Charlotte on American with 90-seat regional jets, that's only 270 seats. Okay, and we know not everybody's going to fly. People want nonstops, and I get it. Right. I'm still going to go to Tampa or Orlando and get nonstops to go to Phoenix or out to the West Coast. You know, but for you know the majority of the time, if you're flying American or you're on on Delta, for example, if we're lucky enough to get them, you're flowing through Charlotte or Atlanta yes, anyway. You are. So what's the difference, right? But we have a lot of people that are flying every single day. The three three eight one three area code, which is South Lakeland. Yeah, mine does three buys 350 round trip tickets a day every single day that zip code buys that many tickets i'll just take 33813 and we'll fill those airplanes now granted we know that they're right. not going to fly or whatever but that's that's what's happening so if you take all the other zip codes we have a uh, we See, have that's plenty unbelievable. of people we we have enough people to put what we call butts in seats yeah um and we we're going to get it done so when we can get it here and secure it it is going to be successful and you know, it's for our community. I know there are some tour, you know, visitors that will figure it out and they'll, they'll, they'll come here because it's going to be easier for them to access Central Florida from here. But really, this is for our community. It's not just Lakeland, it's all Polk County. It's for our community because it is not getting any easier for, to force us, as the airlines are doing, to get on I-4 and drive to Tampa or drive to Orlando. Right. It gets worse every single day, unfortunately, and I don't know when it's ever going to get fixed. But, um, you know, we need to be able to provide that convenience for our, our ever-growing community. So if you had to put a timeline on it, yep. what would you think? I think our best bet to have someone like American here would not be this summer, but the following summer. So it would be the summer of 2020. 
Awesome. Yep. If we don't get it done, I mean, hey, we're working on a lot of other stuff, but you know, I, I think we have a really great shot to get that done. Good stuff. Anything else happen at the airport? Hey, what about a restaurant? What's up? Okay, restaurant so um, a restaurant, unfortunately, you know, uh, Hallbacks left us a couple months ago, but um, we did an RFQ and uh, actually we selected um, Chef Marcos in yes. 1961. So they're going to do their DeLucas concept out at the airport. Um, I will tell you, it's going to be a little while before they get up and running. I know he's, he's very busy working on some other stuff, but we once this starts and they get in there, we want to do it right. So we're really in no hurry, but they're, you know we, we selected uh, Chef Marcos and his team, and I know they'll do a great job. And we're even looking to hopefully have it so you know you can order on an app, and then it would be right at our front door in the terminal, and they'd have a kiosk in there so people don't have to get out, walk upstairs, go get it. Wow. So we're looking to do some different things um, to make this work, because that, that sit-down concept, it's difficult in our location unless we're moving a lot of people through the terminal with commercial service. Um, you know, because you got to get out of the car and all that, we need to be able to move people in and out of that facility quickly. So we think we've got some cool things that will help get that done. So we had a question from Ed. They asked about Allegiant or Spirit. And if you saw the, the USA Today article mm -hmm. today on the top airlines, those are not two of the top. Airlines. Yeah, um, you know, it, it's different. You know, Allegiant. You know, Allegiant's had a lot of uh, problems in the past, be, really because they had an older type of air, aircraft, which is an MD-80. Those are now all out of their fleet. Now they have the, all the A320s, so their their on-time performance has got a lot better. You know, and so is Spirit. They've kind of changed the way they do business and, and how they're doing things a little bit. Um, but I will tell you, it's probably harder for us for those airlines, um, especially since Allegiant is in St. Pete already, and they're in Orlando, Sanford. They're down in Punta Gorda, um, and you know, I don't, I don't know necessarily that that's a great fit for us um, either, because you know, we have to also be cognizant of what's happening in sure. or with our neighbors, right? So if we had an Allegiant, for example, and let's say they left Sanford and brought all their flights here, I don't know that we want 50 to 80 flights a day going over the top of our neighborhoods and all that stuff. So we have to be cognizant of that type of stuff. Um, you know, we'd like to have some type of service like that, but I think, again, our best bet is to go after that niche with an American or Charlotte um, to get to a large hub and get people in and out. All right. Well, Gene, anything else you want to share with us before you head out? No, I, I, I just I just do want to give a shout-out real quick, number one, to our friends at Son of Fun that put yes, out an amazing event this year. It's a lot, a lot of hard work. Um, we know because we're very involved in it, but also to my team, um, I will tell you, some of my folks have been working for almost 28 straight days, and um, you know, so a shout out to them because they do a phenomenal job, you know, not only making making the city look good in the airport, but also keeping you know a safe event as well. Because we're really involved in what happens as far as all the aircraft movement um, out there during the event, so they've done a phenomenal job this year. And Gene, you and your staff, we're blessed to have you as oh, team members you. of the city of Lakeland. Thank Thanks for all you do. Hey, and, and thank you to you and your team for helping us promote the run as well. We had 535 people. I don't know a big win for us and all those monies are going to the um, the summer camps over at Sun and Fun to help good you know kids who can't necessarily afford to get in there to get in there because we need all the people we can get to get involved in aviation so thank just you. real quickly before you go I, all our viewers out there if you've got a kid that's involved in the Polk County Schools they, they can get a, a, a pilot's license for free I highly advise you to take advantage of that whether whether they want to be if they want to be a pilot or not it's a great learning it's a great life experience it is something if you go up and you're gonna pilot an airplane by yourself it'll change any kid and um, whether they want to do it or not there will always be a great thing and something that they accomplish and they'll be proud of it forever but you know hopefully they'd stay in an industry where they want to be a pilot a mechanic air traffic controller airport manager pick one we need people and it's if you went out and got your pilot's license and you're paying for it, it would be anywhere from ten to fifteen thousand dollars. This is 
free. That's correct. And if you go to the Central Florida Aerospace Academy, if they're kids and they're, they're, they, they can get in, all I have to do is apply. Um, once they graduate, they pay. There's an opportunity to get $5,000 per year scholarships to go to aviation schools, whether it's Polk State College, Aerospace, Embry-Riddle, FIT, University of North Dakota, pick one, Auburn or Eagle. I know we're in the Final Four we lost. Hey, um, you got robbed, though. Yeah, that's all the right. Double dribble first. And, and I'm, I'm not worried about it. We've never been in the Final Four before, so I'm just happy we're there. It's no, great. you guys played well. Yeah, I had, you, I had you all going all the way. Yeah, but Auburn has a great aviation school as well. They do. They do. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, so thank good. you again, James. Awesome, sir. Appreciate thank you very much. Thank you. And next up is Chuck Varby, and Chuck is uh, a guest that we have quite a bit. But we're, we have Chuck to talk a little bit about the South Florida State Road 37 Road Diet. Um, well. Crystal, we, we, we got your message. We ask that you come to the public meeting and see some of the facts for yourself um, and hear from the Florida Department of Transportation as, as we move forward. So, we have a meet, public meeting tomorrow night. Yes, 4 to 7 at the uh, RP Funding Center. Uh, rooms uh, was Sites Hall J. J. Yes, yes. So, why the road diet? Well, I mean, I guess in short is we haven't decided to do the road diet uh, in terms of a permanent construction project. What is being discussed tomorrow night is a test. It'll yep. be a, at least a year to take a look at the traffic impacts of converting Florida Avenue from a five-lane road to a three-lane road. So the meeting tomorrow night is we have the Florida Department of Transportation there. We have city staff there. It's going to be set up in in a, a style with information stations. They call it an open house um, type type meeting. Um, you can come in at your leisure anywhere between 4 p.m. and 7 p.m. Um, and and see some of the, the facts of, of exactly what we're talking about. So right now from Lime Street to Ariana, yes. we have a five-lane road. Correct. And what you see behind us right here is a diagram and Chuck you can see it right here. What you see is a diagram of what's being proposed. So they're going to take that five-lane road um, make it three lanes. Also have an area that uh, some buffers so those that are on the sidewalk will feel much safer. There's going to be some planters and things of that nature we're going to show you as well. But what's really cool is Citrus Connection is not going to make any stops through this area. Um, they have some alternative routes and the meeting is tomorrow night but construction won't take place until when? Uh, about this time next year. So we're, we're about a year out from construction. Um, the construction process itself will last yeah. about six months. So really the, the actual test will be in place by the fall of 2020. So tell us tell us a little bit of, of about what we will see as part of the road diet and and what makes this road diet unique with the Florida Department of Transportation not only looking at moving automobiles traffic but also the economic aspect of this in the past you know dot was about moving cars yes and so you end up with roads like us 98 north that uh, more lanes doesn't necessarily mean less congestion <clears throat> so over the past four or five years dot has really started to look at uh, what they call context sensitive design in making sure that you have the right type of streets to the right type of area and for about 15 years now we've been approaching dot about how to make florida avenue better yeah. Not knowing exactly what we're going to do, but making it better than what it is right now. You've got uh, about you five lanes of road, 
narrow sidewall to both sides. So we're looking at a picture right now. Yep. This is an area that's at uh, Belmar. Looking north. Looking north, correct. So as you can see, really close, uh, tight lanes. Because the lanes in this area average anywhere between eight and eight and a half feet wide. So what's the normal width of a lane? The, the standard width is 11 feet. 11 feet is the standard width. These are eight and a half. That exactly, eight and a half to nine feet. Yeah, so they're narrow. And and um, and so that's part of the challenge is, is if you've got a large truck next to you, um, you're sandwiched up against the curb. If you've got a large truck of any kind next mm -hmm. to you, you feel like you're being squeezed off the roadway. And so the intent is is to create a road that is more comfortable not only for the motorists, but certainly for the So this is what it looks like now, and this is proposed, and this is, of course, with a, a new building on the corner as well. Um, because of Dixieland is seeing uh, an ec economic resurgence, if you will, with businesses opening up, and this is a vacant lot, and we know of developers who are looking to build on this lot, especially with the road diet coming in. So that would give you a perspective of that's what it looks like now, that's what it could look like after the road diet. Um, much more inviting, and people are asking about, and, and the biggest comment we got, that we receive is my commute is going to it's, it's going to make my drive time even worse explain to the individuals out there that are being critical about this of what our studies show um DFT's master plan uh that was conducted about a year and a half ago estimates that about uh 50 to about a 50 second delay or or an increase in travel time going through the corridor one of the things that we found, and this is something that our traffic operations division and myself have done, is if you just get out of the car and drive the corridor, going through Florida Avenue now, through Dixieland downtown, is really not an issue. Where you run into delays, right, Barto Road on the north, yep. and it would drive on the south. Yep. And so, in a, in a context like Dixieland downtown, if you if you get traffic moving about 30 miles an hour, that's the, that's the optimal speed. That's what will make the corridor operate more efficient. And so what we're seeing is, is with some signal retimings, um, you know, and getting the wider travel lanes, that the, the delay or the increased travel time to the motorist is expected to be minimal. But because Florida Avenue is such an important corridor, the city commission uh, asked in 2017 to move forward with this year-long test if we were going to be seriously looking at a road diet. Because of the type of streets we have nearby, you've got a lot of neighborhood streets yes, you parallel. Do. Um, you've got a lot of different travel options, whether it's Harlem Boulevard on the west or Barton <clears throat> on the east, that people will tend to find their own route to get from one side of town or the other. And so the test will tell us how close to reality those previous estimates were by DOT. And so with this amount of decision, and this is a significant decision, the test gives you a real-world example sure. of, of, of what to expect. So we're looking at estimated based on the analysis 50 seconds so let's just say a minute mm -hmm. so it would delay your drive times by a minute however the the safety aspect enhances greatly one sidewalks the sidewalk safety is enhanced um, lanes go from eight and a half feet wide to 11 feet wide so you feel much more comfortable driving i know i got beside a semi um, on Friday and truthfully I purposefully was side-by-side side, and I drive a, a pretty big truck and my, my mirror 
was I, I rolled the window down. I think you've heard me say this before. I was on the inside lane. I, I rolled the window down and and folded my mirror in because it was literally, I'm talking maybe an inch away from that semi. That's exactly, I mean, that, that really highlights the problem that we have. And if you're walking on the sidewalk, you know, you're hoping that the mirror of the semi yes. or the pickup that's next to you or the car is high enough where it will go over your head. And that's very likely not the case. Right. And and uh, during the master plan, the, the team worked with the OT did uh, have documentation of one fatality from a vehicle hitting a pedestrian with the mirror in this area. Uh, one of the other things that we have documentation on are the number of buildings that have been hit. Yes. Walmart Trophy, SunTrust Bank, uh, Ben Schwinn. Those are a number of buildings that have been hit uh, in the corridor, which are also an indication that the road is too small for the type of, not necessarily the volume of traffic, but the type and the speeds of traffic that are occurring uh, you know, in that area. So the intent is, is to at least set the stage for a more meaningful, longer term improvement, whatever it is, to make the corridor safer. Yeah. So Crystal, uh, thank you for your, your, your inquiry here. but. She's saying they're trying to make a main thoroughway into a downtown type atmosphere, which is silly. Well, that's not quite true. Once again, listen, we have eight and a half foot lanes. That's not even to code. That's not into any any of today's specs. Today's lanes are 11 foot wide. So we're looking at making things safer. In a four year period, we had 150 crashes on this roadway in this little bit of space, mainly because of the narrow um, lane widths. As you also heard Chuck say, we had a fatality of someone walking down the sidewalk to get hit by a mirror of, of a passing truck. So um, we're, we're trying to make the area safer and and, and in doing so, it's, it's a really cool concept as well that we're going to be able to make the sidewalks, the sidewalks uh, more pedestrian friendly. Um, Crystal asked, are we accounting for city buses? And yes, buses, we've already been talked to the Citrus Connection and the buses will not stop in this area. They're going to have an express bus that goes from one end of this area to the other and they will not stop. Um, so that's gonna help drive times as well. Uh, the meeting is tomorrow night. Crystal, we certainly invite you to come out tomorrow night at the RP Funding Center. The meeting is at four o'clock, four to seven. So come in at your leisure. You can hear all the facts. You can you can see the facts, and we, we certainly that's why we're having the public meeting is so we can get the our public informed and engaged in the process. And we certainly want to hear from you, but we also want to share with you um, the, the ideas of what's going to make this um, this this pilot project happen. Um, Tanya, thank you. Tanya's excited. I'm excited as well. Thank you, Tanya. I think it's going to be a, a great enhancement. And the fact that drive times will be delayed by 50 seconds is really minimal when you consider what we're going to do to enhance this area. And, and there's going to be a very extensive data collection program as well. Yes. So whenever the decision is made on the success of the test, it's going to be based on hard data. So that's going to be another important component of this overall project. Absolutely, Chuck, and thank you for saying that. So we've got a few of our artist renderings here. We just want to share of some before and after. So what we're looking at right now is the Lime Street intersection. This is an aerial view. That's what it looks like. This is what it's, it will, will look like when we're done. All this information will be ready and available for us at the, at the uh, public meeting. 
So what are we looking at now, Chuck? This is the successful road diet that we've already, where's this at? Oh, this Parker Street. Parker Street, uh, just uh, uh, past Lake Parker Avenue. And uh, this was something that we had implemented in about 2006. So, I mean, we have implemented five or six road diets around the city, yep. um, but none of them are as on a significant road as Florida Avenue. So this is our, by far our biggest. So Nathan asked if Citrus Connection will offer a van service. Well, thank you for that, Nathan. We had um, Tom Phillips in here with the Citrus Connection not too long ago, and he shared with us that, yes, the Citrus Connection is going to have a neighborhood van service, and yes, they are going to have an alternative route where they'll have an express through the area that's going to be affected by the road diet. So thank you, Citrus Connection, for working with us. Exactly. I mean, they've been a great partner in this process. Yes, they have. I mean, it's really going to be a team effort to to transform the corridor, and we very much appreciate their help in doing that. Well, Chuck, as always, we appreciate everything you do and look forward to tomorrow night. We'll see you at the RP Funding Center Absolutely. at 4 o'clock. I, I think we'll be there a little early setting up. So <laughs> Good time. We'll be had by all. Yeah, and thank you again. Uh, thank appreciate you very much. it. Looking forward to it. Take care. So next up is Julie Adams with the Lakeland Parks and Rec Department. And I hit the wrong URL. Let me, Julie, how are you today? Great, how are you? I'm awesome. It's always a pleasure to see you. I don't know what I'm doing here. Right. LakelandGov.net. Here we go. I see the swan. So we're here to talk a little bit about Camp Blast. Yes, we are. Yes, and tell us about what what is Camp Blast. We so, come a little closer. We're in television, so it seems it seems. Um, Highly uncomfortable, but it's it's uh, commentary. I'm used to it. Yes, we're good. So Camp Blast, we're back with another year this year. Can't believe it's here already again. Time sure is flying. It does. Camp Blast is our summer recreation program for children who have completed kindergarten through the fifth grade. We actually are in the middle of registration currently for city residents. So registration began Saturday for city residents and will continue through Friday. And then beginning this coming Saturday at 8 a.m., we'll open registration for everyone. Um, we are excited to have six sites this year for this program. Uh, it's okay with you. I'll go ahead and detail those. Could you? Fantastic. That'd be awesome. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Uh, we have Dixieland Elementary, Southwest Elementary, Southwest Middle School, Sleepy Hill Middle School, our own Coleman Bush Building, and Simpson Park Community Center. So. Uh, again, registration is going on now. Tell us uh, the parameters. What what age do you have to be? Tell us the age yes, groups. Yes, so completed kindergarten mm -hmm. through fifth grade. Okay. So we have to see report cards. So parents that are out there look taking notes right now, make sure you bring a report card with you. And if you're going to be registering this week, we ask you to bring two proofs of city residents with you as okay. well. We will make copies of those for our records and then get you and what up. would what would just for an example what would be a proof of city residency so your your um, either electric bill yes. or something tied to the residence okay so, so not a cell phone bill or not something like a driver's or, license driver's license okay work. thank you yes yes hopefully everyone has one of those yes so uh we do have registration ongoing uh we'll get you, and it, the process is simple you can register at simpson park community center kelly recreation complex 
and we're open until 10 p.m. at Kelly Rec, so, and as early as 5.30 in the morning. So. so how's registration going so far? So far, we've had a really great response. Um, you know, there's just a lot of great programs in the community. There is. And so it's it's not the old days. We would go out, and there would be you know, 65 people in line waiting to get in. Um, but we just want to get the word out that we've got that great program ongoing. Um, just a little bit about the program. Yes. We have two different tiers of pricing. Yeah. Uh, we have a Camp Explorer, which is $400 and we have Camp Adventure which is $550 for the seven-week program this year. Difference between those, Camp Explorer, we do all of the in-town trips. So we go bowling, we go swimming, we go to the movies, movies yeah. we go to do our parks, our, yeah. our own parks and recreation parks. We go on tours of our local city facilities and, and more, more local-based trips. And then Camp Adventure, we go on trips out of town. So those are the big trips that everybody looks forward to and for some of the older children. And what are those trips like? So this year, the lineup is, can I get a drum roll? We have Bush Gardens, cool. uh, Legoland. They got a new roller coaster, by the way. It's Heck pretty yeah. freaking awesome. The kids are all excited yeah. about it. That was one of the questions yeah. that we got at registration. Yeah. Uh, the, the Tampa Zoo at Lowry Park. Nice. They've changed their name, you know. Yeah. I almost said Lowry Park Zoo. I know. Uh, the Rays game and nice. a Tigers game. A Fun. local Lakeland Tigers game. All right. Game. So, so those are what separate the two price okay. points. And, um, you know, it, it, parents will ask a lot of questions, and I'll just go ahead and throw this out there. Some, and you'll know your child for the parents. Some kindergartners would be fantastic going on those trips. Some feel more comfortable back at the site. And so we just leave it up to the parents' discretion. But we do want to get that settled before the program begins. So a lot of times we'll have parents ask if we can choose like an a la carte cost, and we do everything wrapped into one. So we get that either you're a camp explorer or a camp adventurer sure. for, the, for the kiddos. And for our parents out there, we've got great camp counselors as well so yes. your kids are well looked after yes we do an extensive screening process with them just like we do any of our full-time staff here we go through an interview we go through an intensive training session with them that's almost a week in length to get them prepared and ready to be on site with the kids um, and we actually still are doing some hiring so if you're out there listening today or you have a, a son or daughter that's looking for summer employment, we're currently screening applicants and doing the hiring process for Camp Blast counselors. So we had one of our viewers state that they their daughter loves Camp Blast. Good. Yeah, Good. it's awesome. Absolutely, yeah. It's, for, for the price that you're paying, you're getting such it's an a incredible bargain. value. One of the great things that we do offer as well as a service as a part of the program is we work with the local school board in the state to do a, a free lunch program. And we have gotten word that uh, we haven't gotten the final yes yet. That usually happens by the end of April. Okay. But our coordinator that we work with said that there should be no problem for all of our sites to receive the free lunch program again, which is another. So they don't have to pack a lunch. No, we That's just ask awesome. For, they ask. We ask for them to pack snack because we do. We we're running all day. I mean, we are. Those kids are super active. Hydrate. And hydrate. So pack a snack and pack some water. And okay, get and do y'all play in the pool a lot, right? We do. We do. We have, uh, we go swimming. Usually each site goes once a week. Okay. Um, but we have water activities at the camps. We keep them busy. We're, we're big fans of high-structured activity. So just a kind of a typical day. Really? You're out you? There. You're a fan of high-structure? <laughs> yeah, right? So she is very structured. That's why I said that was an inside joke. We got jokes, right? Yeah, all day. All day. So uh, a typical day at camp. If you're a, a parent out there listening and you've never had your kid in the program before, and you're really wondering what it's like, 
uh, usually but our hours are 7.30 to 5.30, so our hours of care, no earlier than 7.30, no later than 5.30, but for the first hour or so, we kind of just do some low structured activities to get the kids warmed up for the day, and then usually from about 8.30 until 3.30 or 4 in the afternoon, it is structured games, structured activities, we're doing teaching, we're doing arts and crafts, we're taking a trip, we might go outside and have a mini field day. I mean, it's something always coordinated and structured, which if the kids Keep the kids busy. Yes. One of our viewers said, talk about the talent show. Talk about the talent show. Well, we're, I'm sorry, and if I was Vanessa, I would be able to tell you what they call it, but it's not even the talent show anymore. We have a fancy name. Yeah. But uh, that is a big deal that happens every year. Uh, in fact, we, we laugh with some of our staff that have been coming back year after year that they've already been practicing uh, or at least planning. Wow. And summer's not even here yet. But yes, the showcase, I think that's I'm that doing is, it justice. The showcase. the showcase. Yes. It will be actually early. It's always the last week of camp. And uh, this week, our last day is July 26th. So it's going to be the Tuesday of that. We're switching it up. We're going to have it on Tuesday, which cuts out two very important days of practice. But I think we'll be all right. Yes. Um, you know what? We've partnered with the Lakeland Center. Excuse me, the RP Funding Center. Sorry. Um, throwback. Uh, is it th Thursday yet? No, no. Still Monday. Okay. So we partnered with the RP Funding Center, and we use the theater. The kids feel like they are big time. Stars. Oh, my gosh. Yes. And, but the amount of effort and planning and logistics and practice, it is so evident. And I encourage everybody that has a child in the program to make some time to come out to see that. Pretty cool. It is so awesome. Yeah. The costuming and the dancing and the choreography. I mean, these kids work, and the staff work really, really hard. And that's become one of our most favorite days I of know when my kids were in Camp Blast, that was their favorite. Yeah. They work then hard. it was a talent show. It they was. had teams against teams. It was it was pretty crazy. So every and they had a pirate theme. Right. Well, and Do you remember that? That was a few years ago. You usually work out best for those performances, but we have a panel of judges. Nice. I mean, we, we take it to the nine, so it's a lot of fun. So I see that you want to talk about the, the Jelly Bean Jubilee well, as well. I wasn't real sure exactly what you Yeah, why don't you, why don't you, why don't you tell us Can about I, the Jelly Before bean? we transition to Jelly Bean Jubilee, I do want to say something really cool. So last year, our Camp Blast coordinator, Vanessa Triglia, came up with the idea to have some type of supply drive to be able to give back to the community. All right. Uh, last year, we were going to do a drive for uh, senior orphans of Polk County, and they ended up rate, and it was a competition among the sites, and there was a point value assessed for the different levels of need for the, the things that Polk County senior orphans needed. Sure. We stocked their shelves with other, over 3,500 items. Yeah, it was pretty cool. This year we're doing a school supply drive. Okay. So we've talked to all the principals at the schools where we're going to be to find out what their levels of need are for supplies for their schools and their children, and we're going to be able to give back to the, the schools that are hosting us that way. So we're I really love that, that Julie. Too. That's yeah. a good idea. Really good. Good stuff. Good silver lining there. Yep. Um, but yes, yeah, so register for camp. Bring it on. We're yep. ready to have an awesome summer. So it's this week great. is the uh, registration for those that live inside the city limits starting next week. If Saturday. It's it's. it's Katie, bar the door. Katie, bar the door. Bring yep. it on. Yep. Register your kiddos. It's $250 registration fee, <clears throat> and then there's a payment. We can do a payment plan. You can pay in full, however you want to do it. Um, we will work with you. That's right, because we are flexible. There you go. Okay. Jelly bean. Yes. So we have our spring event coming up. I just wanted to be able to kind of talk about that a little bit. Jelly bean yep. Jubilee is, is the 27th of this month. It's from 4 to 8 p.m. It's kind of an evening activity at Simpson Park Community Center. Okay. We're excited about that. Uh, if you have any questions, you can check out the website or call Simpson Park Community Center. But a ton of fun. We do an egg hunt. 
Uh, we have flashlights if it gets dark and we're ready to do that. Ooh, yeah, that's the flashlight egg hunt. It's a different spin yeah. on our. So our, I thought for a while they were going to be hunting for the tiny little jelly beans, but well, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. we're trying to make it fun for yeah, everybody. Kevin. Absolutely. <laughs> so yes, so and then just a little spin as well. We are also, you know, we're gearing for summer. Parks and recreation, especially recreation, is really busy during the summer. Swim lessons. Yes, swim lessons are upon us. We are also seeking. Uh, lifeguards and those our, with kids Christina camp get your kid in swim lessons yeah, yes very affordable our sessions begin in June it's a two-week session Monday through Thursday and that two-week session is only forty dollars so a bargain have, yes absolutely and, a bargain. and it, uh, being in Florida around pools and water that's highly advisable get your kid your kids need to learn how to swim yes and we will be adding additional sessions to our offerings for swim lessons so be sure to check the website for those additional sessions that are coming up as well good stuff yes so yeah we're just getting ready for summer and it's so it'll be here before you know it swimming. absolutely absolutely yeah i saw the weather that we're around 90 degrees this week it's, it's like, like it's i here think already. it's here now yeah <laughs> all right julie thanks for all you do appreciate, appreciate you thanks for having me julie also is our co-host for the lakeland christmas parade so as you can see we kind of we work well together on camera. Thank you, Julie. All right. Our next guest is Elizabeth Holiday, and our producer is doing this, so he wants us to, to move on. Elizabeth Holiday is our digital content specialist here with the city of Lakeland. Liz, tell us what's going on. All right. Give well, us the news. Well, the biggest thing that's on my mind is the Mayor's Water Challenge. Yes. That started April 1st going through the end of the month and, and what's the website to that it's mywaterpledge.com mywaterpledge.com look at that so mayor mutz has partnered with the city we're, we're doing this together we're trying to win yes uh, for cities with our size pop population um up to 299,999 i believe um 100 to 299 1999. All right. So, um, yes, yeah, so we won. exact. You could have just said 100,000 to 300,000. Well, we, ha we can't have 299,900. <laughs> go ahead, though. I'm just playing. So, yeah, so we're trying to get everybody to go take the challenge. It's just a little pledge. You click the button at My Water Challenge. Uh, it takes you about three minutes total. You just go through a, a, a series of prompts. Yeah, super easy. Just saying things like, I'll turn the water off while I brush my teeth, and I will, you know not run the sprinklers when it's raining, just things like that. You can Common do. sense things. Yes, and but by pledging, you enter Lakeland to uh, to be in, eligible for drawings. And if Lakeland wins, then there are like thousands of prizes that everyone who entered will be um, entered to win. So, mywaterpledge.com. Go there, and if you haven't pledged, do it now. You could win prizes. You could get a $3,000 stipend to pay your electric bills. Yes. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, I want that one. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah, and we'll be posting actually another one of the mayor's videos later today. So cool. keep an eye out for that one. Um, you can still vote for, the I think, the, the our Lemon Street sculptures, yes, right? Yes, that was what I was going to say. Oh, okay. The uh, Florida Outdoor Sculpture Competition. Mm -hmm. um, People's Choice Voting is going on now, and we have it on our Facebook page in the photo section, the photo album for Florida Outdoor Sculpture Competition. There's also, our cover photo actually features that as well. And so, so you can find all of our social media by searching at LakelandGov. So if you go to Facebook and search at LakelandGov, if you're not a friend, be a friend, be a fan, 
and vote for your favorite piece of art. Yes, and all you have to do to vote is just like one of the photos. Don't like multiple photos because no. your vote will not be counted. So no, just one. Just choose just, one and just like your, it. Just your, your favorite, not all your favorites, just one. Yes, for that album, just choose the one. Yep. And um, you can leave a comment that you like other ones, but just the like, that's what we're looking for. So you're going to see something later this, uh, maybe this month, or if not next month, we're going to be closing a section of Kentucky Avenue as we're building our new parking garage. Are you going to talk about that? Yes. The, what? The I'm just guessing at everything today. It's like telepathic. It's amazing. It is. Um, yeah, so Heritage, I believe it's called the Heritage Garage. Yeah. And it's... Um, That's what we're calling it today anyway. Today, <laughs> yeah. And so on May 1st is the groundbreaking for that. The construction is going to start um, Kentucky Avenue between Orange Street and Lemon Street. And it's going to be a lot of... Th that area is going to be under construction until um, the end of December. So Almost, yeah. At least. Yeah. So uh, we want just want people to be aware that that's going to be happening. And I'm sure after... A little bit we'll get used to it but yep. it's going to be and you're going to see a press release and more information on our website regarding that but if you're watching our access live you're in the know first yes yes and it's going to be um yeah it's going to be an 824 space garage six stories tall so that's a lot of parking yep. and um it said it'll include a 35,000 square foot office building that will face orange street yep so cool stuff yeah, and then let's see. Like you said, the road diet meeting, the public meeting is tomorrow. Tomorrow, four to seven at the RP Funding Center. And some people were worried because um, I know there's some neighborhood association meetings going on during that time, but it is drop in open house. Yep. Just want to make that clear. At your leisure. Yes. Yep, but stay informed and be engaged. We want you to come by and at least hear the various uh, information stations so you can leave there being informed on the process mm -hmm. and then just a couple things um tomorrow also lakeland electric is um starting their customer customer academy that's on our all the things we're talking about are on our events page um either on our facebook events or at lakelandgov.net events and yeah so lakeland electric's customer academy is tomorrow evening and there's also a, a free lunch and learn on vegetable gardening on april 26th and that will be at Lakeland Electric as well in their meeting rooms. But you have to RSVP for that so you get your free lunch. And yeah, and Lakeland Flying Tigers, they've started, they're playing. The season is upon us. So Liz, how can individuals out there in the land of social media find us? So wherever we're at, any of the social media platforms that we're on, we are Lakeland Gov, one word. And that's how you can find us. Well, thank you. We hope you come by the public Forum tomorrow night at the RP Funding Center to learn about the South Florida State Road 37 Road Diet. Until then, be informed, be engaged, follow us on all social media platforms. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Kevin Cook. This is Liz Holiday. We appreciate you.